Good evening. I hope you're all doing well. Today we are learning Maseches Gittin. And we're learning Maseches Gittin Davav. And we're starting about a quarter of the way down at the two dots. And the Gemara today is going to be discussing a whole host of sugyas, some of which is connected to our previous conversations about the machlokas between Rabbah and Rava. Rabbah was of the opinion that the reason why we have to say V'fanai Nechtav V'fanai Nechtam from Adinas Hayam when a get is brought from outside of Eretz Yisrael to inside of Eretz Yisrael as out of concern that it wasn't written Lishma, that it wasn't written specifically for this particular woman. And Rava was of the opinion that there's no way to verify the get. This is the Machlokas that we have. But we're going to start today with a little bit of a different aspect of our Mishnah, and that is a discussion about Bavel. The Gemara opens it, Mar Bavel. In regards to Bavel, Rava Marke Eretz Yisrael Legit Nushmola Machlokas Rabin Shmuel. Rava's of the opinion that we treat Bavel like Eretz Yisrael as it relates to Gid. And Shmuel's of the opinion that it's chutzarts. What's the difference? According to Rabu says that Babel's like Eretz Yisrael, you don't need to say But according to Shmuel, who says that it's like chutzarts, then it's no different than any other form of Medina Sayyam, where a person is obligated to say And says the Gemara, perhaps the machlokas between Rabu and Shmuel is as follows. According to one shita, maybe it's all because of a concern of lishma and v'hanigmiri. Maybe the deeper concern about nechtam is one of lishma. But here, these people are already learned, so there's nothing to worry about. That would be, of course, the shita of Rab. But here, perhaps the other shita would hold that our concern is verification of. The star, and we can't do that. And here we can't do that because there's no travel from one place to another. And that would be the sheet of Shmuel. So it says the Gemara of Tizbara, is it logical to assume that there are party lines of Rabba versus Rava? We've already said a couple of times, Harava Islay the Rava. Rabba has a blended shita. Rabba doesn't say that the only reason why we say is only because of Lishma. He also agrees with Rava's concern that Ef that there's no way to be to verify the get, and therefore he holds a multiple opinion. So therefore you can't explain this machlokas Rav and Shmuel and clear party lines of Rava versus Rava because Rava himself agrees with Rava. So therefore, Allah says the Gemara a third of the way down, everyone knows that it has to be Mekuyam, that we have to be able to verify the get. But Rav says that because in Babel there are a lot of yeshivas, we know there were a lot of yeshivas, and it was a bastion of Torah back in the day, in the times of the Amorim. <clears throat> so therefore, Mishkach Shchichei, People are going to be familiar with signatures. However, Shmuel Savar note that each yeshiva is going to be so immersed in the sugas that they're learning. They won't be able to think about anything else. They certainly won't recognize other people's signatures. And this is a machlokas. Maybe it's a machlokas about how yeshivas are run. That according to Rab, it seemed to be the case <clears throat> that the yeshivas were a little more worldly. They knew what other people's signatures looked like. They were interacting with the people around them. In regards to Shmuel's yeshiva, the Girsaihu treaty, they were totally immersed in their learning. The Gemara says halfway down, Itmar, Itmar Nami. This, we have another comment in the Amorim about this. Amar Rabbi Abba, Amar Rab, Huna, Asinu Atzmenu, from the time that Rav came to Bavel, we made ourselves like Eretz Yisrael. In other words, that if a get is brought from Bavel to Eretz Yisrael, then you do not have to say because it's like Eretz Yisrael. It's not treated like Chutzars. 
Says the Gemara, it's really not so simple to treat Bavel that way, not in regards to the concept of whether or not they're learned, but there's a physical constraint that really causes a problem. What's the problem? Says the Gemara, Masiv Rav Yirmiyam. Rabbi Huda Omer may reckon the Mizrach, we reckon Kim Mizrach. We learned in our Mishnah that there are borders of Eretz Yisrael as it relates to Gittin. And Rekem was one border. And Ashkelon was another border. And Akko was the northern border. And Akko was considered to be outside the border. So says the Gemara, that's a problem. We know that Bavel is, is north of Eretz Yisrael because this is Pasuk is in, is in reference to uh, Bavel, and it refers to it as being north. But it's not, and we also have a Mishnah, Reb Meir Omer Akko, Keret Yisrael, again, Vafilu Reb Meir lo kamar ala ba'akko de mekarva, haval Bavel de merach kalo. So even Akko, where some people say that Akko is included, our Mishnah doesn't, but even Reb Meir, who says that Akko is, it's still the border city, but it's ad ve'ad ve'chlal, it's included in Eretz Yisrael. Even he who includes Akko only does so because of its proximity to Eretz Yisrael, but Bavel's I don't know, many hundreds of miles away. So therefore, how can you say, what's the Havamina to say that just because Rav showed up in Bavel, so it's therefore the case that it's treated like Eretz Yisrael, but just in geography, it doesn't work. So the Gemara says, He asked the question and he answered it. And the Gemara says, When we spoke about Chutzar, you're right geographically that it's north of Eretz Yisrael. Look on any globe, of course, Bavel is going to be there. What we're saying is that Bavel is an exception to the rule because there were a lot of Talmidei Chachamim. Very good. What are the boundaries of Bavel? Ad Heichan He Bavel. So this is going to be a little foreign to us. And in the next Masechta, we'll dig into this a little bit more. The Gemara says two-thirds of the way down, Whatever the halachic standards were in regards to how we define Bavel as it relates to Yuchsin, the same is true by Gittin. There is a machlokas about yuchsin, and really that's not the, the parameters that we use for yuchsin are not chayach by the world of Gittin. But we do have, at least in one of the directions of Bavel, a very clear upper limit in a particular location, which is Arba Tinyona de Gishra. It's a swamp by the second bridge. Okay, a very specific location, uh, very difficult for us to appreciate because I'm certain that that bridge doesn't exist anymore. It would be 2,000 years old. The Gemara tells a story about a couple of cities within Bavel. So there... Uh, Reb Chizda was matrich. Um, sorry, let me read that again. Reb Chizda was matrich from Me'aktisvon Lebe Ardashir. But Me'be Ardashir Le'aktisvon Lo Matrich. He only required it in one direction. He didn't require it in both directions. Says the Gemara, perhaps, Maybe we can say that according to the one who's concerned about Lishma and these people are learned, therefore you don't have to say because it's Babel and it's a city that people are learned. Says the Gemara, stop with the party lines. There's no longer a Shita like that. There's no purest Shita anymore that we're only concerned about Lishma. Because what does the Gemara say? How can you possibly say that that's a real Shita after all? Rabba is a blended Shita. Rabba is a blended Shita. So you can no longer say that it's just a question of uh, that it's just a question of Rabba. 
So the Gemara says, Ella, you're right. How do we understand this comment of Rav Chiz? Everyone, Rabba, Rabba, everybody agrees that we are concerned about the, the ability to verify again. So because one of the people goes to the other people to shop, so they are signing shtaros all the time. You sign your credit card. They begin, when you're there every week for Shabbos, people begin to recognize your signatures. But 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 the other people don't know. So it's only one directional. So if we look back in the Gemara, we can see what direction it is. We had said in the Gemara, in the name of Rav Chizda a few lines ago, that from Akhtisphon to Be'ardashir, that uh, you have to sign because they don't recognize. But from Be'ardashir, from Akhtisphon, the Shuk, the marketplace was in Akhtisphon. So then, lo matrich, then you don't have to say, my time. But what's the reason why the people were really not paying attention? Why is it that some were matrich and some were not matrich between these two communities? Because Bishukai, who treat the people who are very busy in the store, the shoppers are not necessarily noticing the, the sellers when they're, they're just shopping, sign and move on. So they don't know. Therefore, we made a distinction between. <clears throat> Signing from Be'ardashir and Aktisvon in one direction versus the other. The Gemara says six, seven lines from the bottom. Rabbi Baravu Matzach Me'arsa La'arsa. He was so makbid that he would say that from uh, from one row of houses to another, that would be enough of a distance to require Befana Nechta Befana Nechta. Rav Sheshes Matzach Mishchuna Lishchuna. Rav Sheshes was a little more mekel, and he said from one community to the next, we're obligated to say Befana Nechta Befana Nechta. The, the Rava matrich ba'osa shchuna. Rava within one shchuna also required more machmer than the previous shita. Says the Gemara. Wait one second. Five four lines from the bottom. Rava, as we saw in Daf base, he's the one who was concerned about mitzuyin lekaimo. Says the Gemara. Shani b'nei mechosa. B'nei mechosa were very different. Really, Rava shouldn't have been concerned about this because they all live in the same neighborhood. So I conceptually know my neighbor's handwriting and they know mine. We sign stars together all the time. But here, this community where Rava was saying that we do require uh, was a very unique community. What was the community? Says the Gemara, Shani B'nei Mechoza, the city of Mechoza was different than Naidi. People would travel a lot. Ledugma, just as a modern day example. If you can imagine a community, this is true throughout uh, areas in Florida, where most of the houses are Airbnb. And the people who stay there are only are there for as long. So you don't know the neighbors. You have no idea who they are. They change every 20 minutes. They change every morning. There's a new there's new neighbors, new cars, new people. So in a community like B'nai Mechosa, where people were very transient, so therefore there was uh, an obligation, even according to Rabbah, to say, even though normally he would say that because you live in the same Dalad Amos, you know each other's signatures. It's not true in this case. The Gemara says three lines from the bottom. Rav Chanan Mishtaim. Rav Kahana. Rav Chanan was was uh, was talking, and he said, "Rav Kahana, I see Kita. Velo yadana imisura lenaharda iminaharda lesura." So Rav Chanan was telling a story by Rav Kahana that there was a get that was brought, and we don't know what direction the get was brought. Was it from Sura to Naradar? Was it from Naradar to Sura? So also the Kamei de Rav. They went and they asked a Shaila to Rav. They go to the Rebbe. Do we have to say in this case where the get was going from Surah to Narda or from Narda to Surah again? We don't know which one. What did Rab say? You do not need to say turning to the top of the government base because you don't need to. But if you say it, it will be helpful. 
What does this mean? It says the Gemara, What does it mean that if if you were you don't need to say it, but if you would say it, it would be helpful? So it says the Gemara on the second line, that the power of saying even in a case where it may not be required, is that it kind of uh, sets up a brick wall so that if the husband wants to say, no, there's a psul in the get, and I don't want to divorce you anymore, she can say, I'm sorry. The shliach said, you no longer have any latitude to do so. So that, well, that's what the Gemara says. The asi, the asi bal where do we see this in halachic literature, that this is the case, that it's helpful to uh, have the shliach say b'fanai nechta b'fanai nechta. The Gemara says, Ma'isa ba'odam echad shehevi get lifnei Rabbi Yishmael. There's a story of a person who brought a, brought a get before Rabbi Yishmael. Amar lo, they said to Rabbi Yishmael, Tzarech ani lomar b'fanai nechta b'fanai nechta mo'enu tzarech. Mo'eni tzarech. Do I need to say b'fanai nechta b'fanai nechta mo'er not? Amar lo, b'ni, my child, mehechan ato, where are you from? Amar lo, Rabbi, he says, my Rabbi, I'm from the following community, mikvar sisoi ani. Uh, he said, you need to say, you need to say, so that you won't need Adim later to combat the husband. Says the Gemara, after the person who was asking the Shaila left Rabbi Shmuel's presence, so Nichnas the fun of Rabbi Eloi. Rabbi Eloi went to Rabbi Shmuel and said, I don't understand. Amar lo, Rabbi, I don't understand. It's even closer than Akko. By Akko, we have a machlokas between our Tanakama and Rav Meir, as we saw earlier today. But here, in regards to Kfar Sisai, Pashat, that it should be part of Eretz Yisrael. So why are you saying that he's obligated to say B'fanai Nechta B'fanai Nechtam in order to prevent Eden? It says the Gemara. Um, let's continue the question. But now we also know Rav Meir Omer, Akko Ke Eretz Yisrael again. Be'afilu Rabbanan lo plikei alei de Rav Meir el be'akko de merachba. Abal Kfar Sisai de mekar below. Nobody argues in regards to Kfar Sisay. So Rabbi Shmuel, why are you saying that you need to say B'fanai Nechta B'fanai Nechta when it comes to Kfar Sisay? Amar lo, shtok b'nishtok. Rabbi Shmuel says back to uh, Rabbi Loim, he says to him, my son, please stop talking. Ho liyotza davar beheter yotza. Ha yihunami shalotiz kak ba'edim ka'amar lei. Lo saimuha kameh. Says the Gemara, what was it that was going on? He said, be quiet, because there's already something good that took place here, that they've already gotten divorced. So we need to leave it. Says the Gemara, wait one second. The whole point over here is to say that there's that there's no need for Aiden. So just say that. Why are you saying that he has to say, just make sure she knows the halachos. Says the Gemara, uh, sorry, says the Gemara, uh, no, lo saimua kame says the Gemara kamar le lo saimua kame. He just hadn't heard the end of the sentence, and really, yes, they did need to say And the part that he hadn't heard was in regards to the benefits of it that it prevents a husband from being ma'ar er on again. Shalach le Rav Eviasar le Rav Chizda. Rav Eviasar asked the question. We'll see soon how great Rav Eviasar actually was. He said that we no longer need getting to say from Hayam Says the Gemara perhaps Perhaps it's because, um, and again, I don't know why the Gemara keeps repeating this question, but it's really just to drill home this point. 
perhaps we should say that really the whole sugya in our Mishnah is about Gishma. And now that Babel is very well-versed, so Rav Evyasar is saying, no need, everybody in Babel knows the din, so let's move forward. So says the Gemara, that is not happening anymore. Halfway down on Dabav and Mabez is it logical to assume that that's the case? After all, the Harabah, Isle, the Rabbah, we know that Rabbah has a blended shita, where he has a dual concern in regards to why we say Part A is Lishma, and Part B is a, a concern about Edimitsuyim Lakaimo. Ella, it must therefore be that what is the right way to understand this sugya of Rabeviatar, Rabeviasar, where he says that we no longer need. To have b'fanai nechta b'fanai nechta from Medina Sayam Teretz Yisrael says the Gemara really our concern like both Rabbah and Rabbah is about the ability to find Edim to verify again because at that time by Rebbe Yassar, because travel was considered normal between Babel and Eretz Yisrael. So now, because travel is so routine, unlike our Mishnah, where Rashi there highlighted that one of the reasons why we assumed that we needed, uh, according to Rabbah, why we needed B'fanei Nechta B'fanei Nechta was that it was Shayyaro, Shein, and Metsuyas. There wasn't a lot of travel system. Rebbe Yassar is saying a historical fact. By his Kufa, the travel was so significant, there was no longer a need to worry about uh, being able to to be Makai Mishtar, you'd be able to. Amar of Yosef Man Leimalon, the Rabbi Evisar Basamcho, who says the Rabbi Evisar is so great that we should listen to him. He's going against our Mishnah. We have to work uh, work ourselves into a pretzel to figure out as to how it could be. Say, is it Rava? Is it Ramba? Uh, it's got to be that maybe just the travel increase. Who? How, how do we know the Rabbi Evisar is so great? Build and furthermore, Ha'ihu de Shalach led Rabbi Yehuda, Bene Adam Ha'olan Misham Lakan. He was the one who said this then about uh, about the fact that we don't need uh, anymore. But he was the one who also quoted a pasuk. He quoted a pasuk. He wrote it down, but he wrote it down in violation of a particular halacha. When a person is writing a Sefer Torah, if you when you get an Aliyah, when you look in the Sefer Torah, you'll see that there are lines that are etched into the that are etched into the cloth. They're etched into the parchment. Now that's a minimum requirement. You're obligated to have what's called sirtut. Sirtut is the etched lines. And what are the parameters? So it says our Gemara, Amar of Stein Kosvin, Shalosheen Kosvin. When you're only quoting two words. No problem. You don't need sirtut. But when you are quoting three or more words, then you do need sirtut. And And seemingly over here, Rev Evyasar did not do that the right way. So it must be that he's not such a Tamar Chacham. And maybe we should ignore him when he says that we no longer need to say so the Gemara says, not correct. Three, two lines before the wide lines. Just because a person doesn't know this one line of Rav Yitzchak, therefore, this is the litmus test. This single chazal of whether or not you know the din of sirtut, of two words is no sirtut, and three and more words is. There's a billion memras in Shas. There's so much to talk about. So why did this become the metric by which we measure greatness? Says the Gemara, I can understand if you want to tell me that this person's a Dayan, he's a massive Tamil Chacham, and he doesn't know Svar and Halacha, then I understand. Then you're right, and you can actually ask a Kasha on that. In other words, if you ask a Dayan a question and he says, I, I don't know, okay, then he's not the biggest Tamil Chacham in town. However, 
but this is a Gemara. This is a tradition. It's not logical. It's not a Svara. It's a Din. And it's a Din that's quoted down in our ancestry. And perhaps, perhaps he never heard it. You can't hold it against him. We see this throughout Shas that sometimes, you know, you'll see Amoraim saying, oh, that's a Brisa. I never heard of that Brisa. Thank you so much for telling me. They didn't know that. doesn't mean that they're not a Talmud Chacham. So that's the distinction the Gemara makes and says that Rav Eviasar, you can't hold him to be accountable for every brisa, for every piece of information, for every main right. You didn't know the one line of Rav Yitzhak. That's not, that's not a crime. You again, but if you're a dying, you have to know Dinim. That is a problem. But <clears throat> and furthermore, we have another beautiful story, and this will take us um, to the top of the next page. We have another beautiful story, says the Gemara about Rav Eviasar. The master of the universe even agreed to Rav Eviasar. The Pasuk says, This is an awful story from Sefer Shoftim, which is referred to as Pilegesh Begiva. There was a husband who was very mean to his wife, to his Pilegesh, to his concubine, and he kicked her out of the house. She ended up being violated, and uh, tens of thousands of people were killed. Terrible story, Abusha in our past, a stain. So says the Gemara of Eviasar Omar, what was it that triggered the husband and that kicked out the, this Pilegesh? Zvuv Matzala. There was a fly that was found. We'll see soon where the fly was found. If Yonasan argues on Rav Eviasar and Omar, Nima Matzala, there was a hair that was found, and then Rav Eviasar bumped into Eliyahu and Nabi, and they had a conversation. Omar Le, my Kavira Kodesh Baruch Hu. Rav Eviasar says to Eliyahu, What is the Kodesh Baruch Hu doing right now? So Eliyahu and Nabi says, Omar Le, Asik Bekilegesh Begiva. He's working through the sugya. Kodesh Baruch is learning the sugya Pilegesh Begiva. Umayka Omar. So says Rav Eviasar back to Eliyahu, Okay, what? tell me what he's saying. I'd love to learn from a Kodesh Baruch And then incredibly, Omar Le, what uh, Eliyahu said that what Hashem is saying is, Eviasar Bani Kachu Omer. He quoted the sheet of Eviasar. Eviasar, my son, says X, namely, that a zvuv was found, a fly was found, and that's why the husband was so upset. And Yonasan Bani Kachu Omer. And Yonasan, my, my child, he was of the opinion that a hair was found. So Rav Eviasar was shocked. Omar How could it be that there's a suffix in regards to a Kaddish Baruch? A Kaddish Baruch, what's a suffix? If, if, if I was right or Yonasan, I don't know if that would have been my first reaction. My first reaction would have been like, why is Kaddish Baruch talking about me? But I guess uh, Rav Eviasar thought he was Shaykh. So that wasn't his problem. His problem was, why is a Kaddish Baruch being done in regards to Eviasar versus Yonasan? It says the Gemara, a very, very, very important idea. says, don't worry. Both of these things are correct. Now, Elu ve'elu divrei kim chaim doesn't mean that emes and sheker are both correct. Be'shamai is not Elu ve'elu divrei kim chaim. But it is possible to have two shitas within one idea that is still considered Torah. And we know that Be'shamai is a Mishnah. So here we're talking about something that is Torah. And the Gemara explains as follows. When the husband of this Pilegesh found the fly, he wasn't upset. But but when he did find a hair, then he was upset. Where did he find the fly? He found it in a bowl of food. And he found Nima during an intimate moment uh, by the Osamako. Zvuv is disgusting, but Vinima Sakanta. But to have a hair during Tashmish could be very dangerous. 
This actually can happen to newborns with very long hair. This has happened. It's very dangerous where long hairs get wrapped around the aver, happens on toes, happens on small anatomies, on babies. So, so this is what the Gemara is talking about, that a hair can create a constriction and stop blood flow. Very dangerous. And Ika de Amre, some say, no, it really wasn't that breakdown of location as to where the hair was. But really, both the fly and the hair were found in food. In food. Zvuv onsa, but we would assume that a fly is an ones. But And he got upset. And he said, the hair, you left it there on purpose. He got upset and he got angry at her and threw her out of the house. And then she got violated. So says the Gemara, based on this, a person should be should be cautious not to put too much fear into their house. That the husband of this Pilegesh instilled too much fear in the house. And the result was that this woman was violated and ended up being basically a civil war and tens of thousands of people were killed. Amar of Yehuda, four lines from the bottom on Baba Medbez, Rabbi Yehuda is of the opinion, <clears throat> that if a person is going to be too strict in their home, they're going to violate three different Averos. They're going to violate all three of these. Gilui Arayos, as we know, was the case of Pilagash Begiva. She ended up getting violated. And Shvichus Damim is that a lot, many people in Klal Yisrael ended up being killed in addition to the Pilagesh. And the Chilul Shabbos, because some Chilul Shabbos also took place. And Rashi uh, over here includes this case. <clears throat> Six lines, five lines from the bottom of the page on the inner margin. Dibur HaMascha V'Chilul Shabbos. Pa'amim Shemad Lekes Ner. Omevasheles Mishechashechan Ibnei Eimaso. V'hu Eno Yodea. Perhaps the wife is so petrified of her husband that if she doesn't finish cooking, she's going to cook right through Shkia. And another example given here by the Meforshim in regards to the case of Gilui Arayos is a case scenario where a woman is not able to go to the mikvah, the, the, the mikvah is frozen, the mikvah is too cold, whatever the case may be, but she's too scared to tell her husband that she didn't go to the mikvah. So she may lie, and then they may end up being intimate, and that's an Isser Kares. That's a big problem. That's why we have to be careful with Ema Yaseira. And of course, these are just three examples, but... I think we all know the spillover effect of too much uh, fear in a home. <clears throat> that which we know from the Mishnayis in Perak Bamim Adlikin that we read on Friday nights, that on, as it gets dark out, we should say, Did you do Maeser and everything? Did you make the appropriate Erevin? Did you light candles? It says the Gemara, This needs to be said gently. Deep breath. This is not supposed to be intense. It's just supposed to be asked to make sure we're checking off all the appropriate halachic boxes. But it's not meant to instill fear. So that people can be, uh, people are able to receive and listen. So, of course, we know who Klal Gadol, the Ban writes about this, that that uh, when you speak softly, your words are much more likely to be heard. I did not know this. I never heard the specific din that he said in regards to that it needs to be done in such a gentle way. But but I still, just on my own uh, on my own accord, I knew that this was the right way to do it. So when he was saying, what Rabbi Yossi was, what Ravashi was saying is that when he would talk to his family on Fridays, Rabosai, Isartem, Eravtem, gentle, very calm, very gentle. 
Says the Gemara, there was once a case scenario where someone was too was instilling too much fear in their home and they ended up eating a Dabra Gadol. We don't know what a Dabra Gadol is yet, but he ended up eating something that he shouldn't have eaten. Umanu, who was this? Rebchanina ben Gamliel. So says the Gemara, okay, I understand Shabchanina ben Gamliel, but the Gemara then says, Do you think that this tzaddik of a man ended up actually eating something that he shouldn't? If in regards to animals of tzaddikim, a Kaddish Baruch Hu protects them that they'll do nothing wrong, then tzaddikim atzman no kol shakein. All the more so in regards to the person themselves. There's no way that Reb Chanina ben Gamliel ended up eating something lesser. It says the Gemara, nihu, what type of food, what category of food was this, the Dover Gadol that we were concerned about? The Gemara says, that this was the type of food we were concerned about. We're going to stop right here on Zainam and Aleph, about nine, ten lines down at the word Shalach, and pick up again in Mir Tashem tomorrow with another shear. Wishing you all a beautiful night.